Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The Senior Bowl rosters have been officially released. Sorta. Kinda. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. one of many hoping we get some more quarterbacks to Mobile. And with me, as always, is AJ. AJ Brown is making me look stupid, Marchese. You'll take Shea Patterson and you'll be happy with it, Rob. Today, we're going to talk Senior Bowl and break down the most important rookie performances from Week 15 in the NFL. And then we'll preview and pick the Week 16 NFL matchups. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third, or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Guys, let's talk about sex, baby. Good sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, uh, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they will work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever, wherever, and however an opportunity arises. Uh, if you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through like a good old golf swing. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door and in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, ARMCHAIR. All you got to do is pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, and faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Seven Rounds in Heaven. Yes, that's the name of this show, because it's NFL Draft-oriented. You know what else is NFL draft-oriented, AJ? The Senior Bowl. You know what happened this week, AJ? There was like a stream show sort of dealio. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I know you did. 
uh, to officially release the Senior Bowl rosters. And it kind of made it sound like it was like the definite rosters, like we were going to get all the info. Certainly wasn't that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. They, they started with the quarterbacks, and I mean, some breaking news there. We'll get there in a second. But then right away, um, old Mr. Nagy was like, no, that's not it. We're looking for more quarterbacks, you know. We're trying to get Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. It's so like, okay. <laughs> and really, they had this whole show to add, what, five guys? Six? Uh, I, yeah, six. Exactly. So, so here's those six. <laughs> uh, the, like you mentioned, the quarterbacks, they obviously only had Anthony Gordon uh, announced as an acceptee to this point. Yes. Um, so they added three more quarterbacks. Pretty exciting. Obviously a little deflating that, like you said, Herbert, Burrow, Hurts weren't among them. Yeah. But there's a huge bright spot. Uh, Utah State quarterback Jordan Love was officially announced. Um, this came on the same day it was also announced that he was arrested for marijuana possession. Yeah, and they did not mention it on the stream. And there hasn't really nothing else has come out about that yet. Obviously, no. Utah State's playing in their bowl game tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> y- yes. And, and you obviously know that because you listen to our entire. Best prospect on every bowl team show. Yeah. Uh, so the, there's a, I mean, that's kind of up in the air right now. I don't think it would affect him going to the senior bowl, but it could affect him playing the bowl game. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, the bowl, missing the bowl game seems almost likely, but I don't think it's going to hurt his senior bowl. Yeah. And, and for Love, he's a guy who I believe last year as a redshirt sophomore, was it 32 touchdown passes to six interceptions? And then Matt Wells left for Texas Tech. The stats had a big dip this year. I think he threw 17 touchdowns to 16 interceptions. 16? I think you're right, Rob. I can't remember my kids' names, but I can remember Jordan Love's <laughs> TD to INT ratios. <laughs> More important. Priorities. Um, but despite the, the drop in, in statistical production, he's still a potential first-round pick. Uh, Mobile's going to be the biggest place for him to cement himself there. Mm-hmm. He has all the physical tools you could hope for. Like, the arm is just a laser. He he is one of the best at throwing on the move. But, again, the this year was a big struggle for him. So, he it wouldn't be super surprising to see maybe a Drew Locke type of slide for him. Where, last year, obviously, Locke had a ton of hype as the potential first overall pick entering that season. Yeah. And... He obviously fell to the second round. He's currently the Broncos starting quarterback, though. Um, so he he's kind of the most interesting quarterback prospect uh, of the ones who have declared, I would say. Oh, no, absolutely. And I, like you said, Senior Bowl's going to be huge because he's just lots of questions to answer for him. And, like, not just on the field, but now it's going to be off the field. Yeah. It's um, bad, 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 bad timing. But also exciting that he'll be at the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah. Joining him, two more quarterbacks were announced. Michigan, Shea Patterson, Colorado, Steven Montez. Uh, neither of them kind of get the juices flowing for me personally. Uh, nor nor for me, Rob. Uh, Mr. Nagy, again, was pretty excited that Patterson had a great uh, stretch run for the season. Said it helped him get to uh, Mobile. And, like, Steven Montez, not overly surprising because he's been just, uh, you know, like, I'd, hyped. I'd rather have Shea Patterson there than Steven Montez. I'll say it. <laughs> I, I, like, I think Montez is, I don't know. I think I'm, not, to, I'm not shocked, but Montez makes more sense. Just 
to me, Shea Patterson makes more sense for the NFL than Steven Montez. Like, Steven Montez is not really doesn't have the tools that teams are going to look for in a backup quarterback versus Shea Patterson does. Like, Shea Patterson could, like, could potentially be that Duck Hodges, that yeah. David Blau. Like, just in terms of what his skill set is. Yeah, but you're forgetting Montez is, has got the tools to be a starting quarterback. Montez is all arm, nothing else, really. Um, yeah, again, Size. neither of these guys really do it for me. Love and Gordon's mm-hmm. two of two of the best options for sure, but it's uh, it'll be disappointing if Burrow, Herbert, and Hurts aren't there. Absolutely, uh, pa- like you're right though. Patterson does have a chance to go to Mobile and like help himself get drafted as a potential backup quarterback. And, and to me, it's really interesting who they would end up having to go with if those big three that I mentioned don't end up in Mobile. They're, they're just gonna poach more guys from the PA in the East West game. It's like James James Morgan and like <laughs> maybe not super exciting. A little bit more exciting though. Um, Baylor running back Jamichael Hasty accepted his invite. Uh, a guy I think I swear we were on the Jamichael Hasty hype train before anybody. We were, yeah, that's true. So this feels like a win for us. Uh, a smaller running back who pl- plays with impressive contact balance for a more compact guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, he's quite twitchy as well, and he catches the ball pretty consistently out of the backfield, and I think that was one of the big pluses with him when we watched him over yeah, the summer. Definitely. And, I mean, he did it pretty well this year, and pass-catching ability is, like, again, we talk about running backs. It's hard to show up huge for them there in Mobile, but uh, the one way to separate yourself is catching the football. 100%. And uh, a guy who I think could sneak into the back end of day three as a satellite type of back. Yeah. I like I like Jamichael Hasty. Uh, two actually pretty big ones. Also, the the three biggest ads are all juniors. <laughs> sure. Uh, obviously Jordan Love and then Alabama edge rusher Terrell Lewis, UCLA corner Darnay Holmes. Uh, Lewis, the bigger name of the of the two, obviously. Uh, that's a fun get, and like that whole the edge group and the defensive line group is gonna be really, just really fun to stacked. Watch. And, and Terrell Lewis could potentially be a first round pick, a yeah. physical freak who. When on the field at Alabama has been awesome. It's just mm-hmm. lots of injuries. Um, so seeing him against top, like a like top tackle talent and winning consistently, I think he's one of. The, if I had to put a list of five guys who could do the most for themselves at the Senior Bowl, he's certainly on it. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. And then Moderna Holmes, he's a guy who had some late summer hype, mm-hmm. uh, and then UCLA being terrible kind of, and, and him battling injuries this year kind of. I don't want to say people forgot about him, but obviously there was a lot less talk about him. A guy who could potentially be the best nickel in the class. And uh, just kind of being able to focus more in on him in one-on-one situations at the Senior Bowl. Big for him. Agreed. Uh, I think we were both pretty big Darnay Holmes fans over the summer. Yeah, we were, yeah. Yeah, like I I thought he could potentially get himself into the back end of the first round if he had the season. Yeah. that some expected obviously mm-hmm. didn't have that, but certainly still in the day two conversation, early day two even. So, at the end of the day, they only announced six guys, but one of them's a win for us with Hasty, and then three of them are potential top sixty picks. Yeah, so, so it's good. It's good. Just wish there was a, l- a little bit more, <laughs> or they, just they, tweet them out like usual. They not only it feels like. Um, obviously, they, they're going to have to add more quarterbacks just mm-hmm. because they don't have enough. But it feels like they need to add more cornerbacks, too. Those, yeah. 
One of my takeaways, so many safeties, only, I think, eight corners. Lots of positions are, like, they're done now. I, I know we kind of goofed them a little bit for saying, like, there's still work to be done, but most of the positions are fully filled. Apparently, Isaiah Simmons could be there, though. Yeah, he, he teased it a bit. There's He's looking for more linebackers and a couple juniors, is what Nagy said, and Simmons was the big tease. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, okay. On top of that, a couple more declarations this week. Uh, obviously, we already mentioned Terrell Lewis and Darnay Holmes as juniors uh, mm-hmm. that will be at the Senior Bowl. Hey, that means they declared. Spoilers. Um, joining them, both Georgia offensive tackles, Andrew Thomas and Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, uh, obviously Thomas not a surprise at all. Going to go, what, top five, top ten? I think that, no way he falls out of the top ten. Yeah. Unless something goofy happens, I feel like he doesn't fall out of the Top five, agreed. Yeah, uh, and I mean we've we've talked about him a handful of times on here as one of the best prospects we saw in multiple All weeks. Season. Isaiah yeah. Wilson's a, a really interesting one, though. Obviously, the right tackle for Georgia, absolutely massive. Yeah, like six six three forty, redshirt yeah. sophomore, um, kind of a later riser, mm-hmm. uh, absolute mauler in the run game, and, and just. Uh, a mean sob. Andrew Thomas is amazing, and I don't want to like call him the finesse guy, but obviously as a pass protector, he's really smooth, all clean footwork, all that. Isaiah Wilson's kind of like the the tone setter on opposite him. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a guy I didn't really expect to declare because rarely do you see redshirt sophomores yeah. declare. Um, but uh, a guy who I think like c- could be a, a, a day two pick for sure. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I agree. What works, works against him is just the depth of the offensive tackle class. Like, yeah, the, it, it's all of a sudden a very strong offensive tackle class. It's true, yeah. Um, but he's kind of that old school right tackle, just massive and a mauler in the run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, going along with them to the NFL is uh, Utah State linebacker David Woodward. Who you you liked a lot in the summer, Rob. Yeah, no, I, I have a. A uh, fifth on him. Mm-hmm. Have to do more, but more of an old school thumper. Yeah, one of the most consistent tacklers in the country. I think. Lot. Yes. How he tests gonna make or break his stock. Yeah. Uh, I love his instincts. Um, he's he he's got like the motor you look for. He's re- really good at stacking, shedding, uh, blocks. Just. I, like, I, th- I think, again, his st- stock's all coming down to how he tests yep. and, and what teams think he can do in coverage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we got one guy announcing he will be returning to his school. I don't even know if AJ knows about this one. Ooh, big spoiler. Let's, see, let's hear it, Rob. Uh, Stanford tackle Walker Little. I do know about that Damn. one. Let's try to goof me on the air. Uh, couldn't play dumb for the sh- for the viewers. Okay, okay. Let's listeners. do another take. Okay, go start again. Stanford left tackle Walker Little. Never even heard of him, Rob. <laughs> well, AJ. I went me, too far. It's National Signing Day yesterday, so you should remember when Walker signed at Stanford. Yeah. As, what was he, the number one player in the class? I think he was. Uh, Putting on that tree hat was awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, with Walker Little, we have a guy who a lot of people will um, hyped up as a top 10 pick before the season. Because, For multiple years, even. Yeah, yeah. Be, well, I mean, when, when Walter Football knows your name, <laughs> you're going top five. Retweet. Uh, but uh, with Walker Little, he was kind of almost all hype uh, 
mm-hmm. and, and looked more like a project day three guy on tape as a sophomore, and then got injured yeah. as a junior. Um, obviously, he's he's eligible to redshirt, so next year he could technically be a redshirt junior. Um, but a guy who brings a ton of size and physicality as a run blocker, I think all the questions with him came with his ability as a pass protector, just so raw, needs so much work. The tools are all there physically, uh, just technically he is uh, a mess. Yeah, going, going back to school makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm glad he did. I remember when he did get hurt, it might have been Matt Miller tweeted, there's no way he goes back to school. He's already locked himself into his for a first round pick. Well, um, <laughs> he he should just turn pro now. So hey, don't jump the gun. Watch the tape first. Don't um, base your mock drafts off recruiting rankings from three years prior. <laughs> Fucking going after. And Stanford can't be as bad as they were this year, next year, right? So that, that I think that's gonna help them. Until David Shaw takes the Browns job. Oh, that's what my source said. I emoji. Yeah, I don't have sources. Don't quote me on that. Okay, that's that. That's our housekeeping with declarations and Super Bowls. But we've got you covered all season long. <laughs> what season? I never know how to get out of that and onto the NFL rookie talk. Just say, let's move on. Let's move on to NFL oh, Week bad. 15 rookie superlatives. No, I didn't like Starting that. Starting with the rookie QB rundown. Uh, starting with. David Blau of the Detroit Lions, who... As we always do, baby. Well, the Lions seem to always play first. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, They're front runners. It's not like we're going alphabetical. I, I go by who plays first. I know. Um, um, yeah, he struggled against the Buccaneers. <laughs> he did, yeah. Once again, looked like an undraftable... No, I'm not... Looked like a day three pick at quarterback, rookie quarterback. That's You know what? Good for him. He's locking himself into being Matt Stafford's backup next year. Yeah. As he struggles. Yeah. It's not much to say about David Blau. I, I mean, I know. But he's starting the, la- the last two games of the year because Stafford got put on IR. It's Yeah, that's true. It's cool that he is playing football. Like, in the NFL. I think, I think that's what I'm going to say. It feels like a good compliment. It should be. He's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, it, starting it's, hard, it's hard to speak much on a guy like David Blau where it's like, no, he isn't playing well, but in the context of he's an undrafted rookie. He's doing pretty good. Who was traded to the Lions. Um, yeah, for nothing. He, he, he's been pretty, I mean, not good, but serviceable in terms of being. If there are worse quarterbacks who are drafted much higher than him with more NFL experience. Yes, thank you. You put it into words. Yeah, so like, it's, I'm not here to shit on David Blau. Nor am I. Uh, okay, let's let's move on to a, a bigger gun. Drew Locke struggled big in the snow against the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. Threw for just over 200 yards and a pick. Completed under 50% of his throws. Coming off of one of the best rookie performances of the season. Yep. Uh, obviously playing the Chiefs and in the <laughs> snow. The Missouri homecoming. Yeah, like it. It was just a. a it was gonna. It was bound to happen, and the mm-hmm. snow didn't help. No, it's true. Like, yeah, it's hard to fault Drew Locke for looking as bad as he did. Um, yeah. With like the Chiefs' defense also needs to be complimented. They've played quite well lately, um, mm-hmm. especially their their duo of safeties, one of which is a rookie that we'll talk about probably. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we will. But yeah, so it's hard. It's hard to really go after Locke too much for this performance. I think Agreed. you've yeah. got two more weeks to build some momentum heading into next year. I at this point, Drew Locke hasn't 
done enough to throw away his chances as being the no. franchise quarterback like whatsoever. Um, like I said, last week was one of the best rookie rookie performances in general of the season. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so hard to fault him. It's bound to happen. Cool. Build build around him. Get him some weapons. Get him an offensive line. Quickly, can I say Mahomes was really impressive in the, in the weather. Big arm, baby. That's called Texas arm, not uh, not Missouri York. arm. Fuck, it's poor Drew Locke. Uh, on to Dwayne Haskins, who I think had his best game of the season against the Eagles. Almost won. Hey, didn't I, didn't I say last week I wanted to see 250 yards and two touchdowns from him? You did. So you're wrong because wow. he threw for 261. I look so stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a performance that I think we wanted to see from him. Came out pretty hot. Uh, they, yeah. they, I think they were up 14, was it 14-7? Um, he, he was like 7-7, seven seven, wasn't he? Yeah, two, t- to two touchdowns. Obviously, one of which was Terry McLaurin breaking one. But mm-hmm. he looked a lot more confident um, in the pocket, a lot less uh, distraught by pressure. Um, he made some tight window throws. Mm-hmm. And it, it also felt like O'Connell did a, a better job at, like, not not necessarily scheming him completions, but getting him some easier completions, um, which is Dude. getting the ball to playmakers like, uh, also rookie playmakers, McLaurin and Sims in space. It's true. It's almost like O'Connell just did a better job of coordinating an offense. Maybe. Like, the fact that people are ready to say Dwayne Haskins is a bust. It's not fair. Like, it's not fair to him. Yeah, especially being thrown into the worst situation. Again, if I was Dan Snyder and every day of my life I'm happy I'm not, but if I was, like, I'm firing Bruce Allen, hiring a real GM, and we're building yep. around Dwayne Haskins, finding the right offensive coach, because uh, you have to make this thing work, and he's shown the flashes of ability that there's obviously talent here. That's why he was the 15th overall pick. Exactly, absolutely, and I, I, I'm like, again. I'm just happy he had the game that uh, we hoped he would. Yeah, in, in a pretty big stage, almost upset the Eagles. <laughs> almost, yeah, like like they blew it, but it's on Haskins, really. Uh, Gardner Minshew had a kind of a nice little bounce back performance against the Raiders, uh, thrown for two touchdowns, two hundred one yards, led a game winning drive uh, to hand the Raiders a final loss in the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, um, kind of a poetic ending. Yeah, Min- I mean, Minshew had a great soundbite after. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try and remember it because I'll butcher it, but classic Minshew. Just <laughs> go search that. Just uh, at this point, it's again, we've talked about it. It's The Jaguars obviously need to fire everyone, especially once we found out about the way Tom Coughlin's been <laughs> fining people. and that the, sitting on the bench. The, the, the Jaguars uh, of the... The, the, what is it called? The, when they file it with the NFLPA. The allegations. But that's not, that's not the right word. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I didn't know what you're trying to say. Now it's fucking me up. Uh, yeah, they, they got a lot of those. <laughs> 25% of them in the league are against the Jaguars. Um, wow, now I can't think of the fucking word either. That's weird. Um, yeah, uh, it's a bad look all around for that franchise, and they should clean house. Yes, they should. Uh, Shag Kong get, Tom Coffin, hire a new head coach, hire a new GM, uh, and then have them. Grievances? Is that the word? Yes, thank you. Okay, it took me a second. File for grievance. Uh, Minshew might not be the answer, but give next year and a new staff and get some weapons, and let's see what happens. Mm hmm. Agreed. Um, Kyler Murray also, it was like a. 
pretty decent week for the quarterbacks, uh, mm-hmm. kind of, because I guess Blau, Hodges, and Locke, not so much, but the other three. Uh, Kyler had a really nice game against the Browns where he threw for a touchdown um, in over 200 yards, also looked good yep. on the ground. Uh, pretty easily handed the Browns another loss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. OU Heisman quarterback outdueled the other OU Heisman quarterback. It's true. Again, with Kyler, every week there seems to be promise, uh, and it's just like Demir Bird's your go-to weapon. That's going to be hard to succeed. <laughs> and yeah. having an offensive line that, like, J.R. Sweezy might be your best offensive lineman, like, that's, that's not an easy task. Hey, more on Demir Bird later. Oh, he's not a rookie, so. I know, I know, I know but don't, he'll get mentioned. Oh. Um, <laughs> you'll see, don't worry. Anyway. The the Cardinals' number one uh, moves move in the offseason needs to be building around Kyler. Off the line. Yeah, mainly. Well, I, I mean, I I personally, with that top ten pick, if one of the top tackles is there, I take a tackle uh, mm-hmm. because of the depth at receiver in this class and I go receiver in the second round. Um, Agreed. Spend some money on it too, even if you if you uh, feel the need, Mister Bidwell. Sure. No, they should. I mean, because there's so many holes there. Yes, and it's hard to fill them in, in one he's, draft. He's so. he's clearly so so talented. Like he looked better than Baker Mayfield, who had arguably the greatest rookie quarterback season of all time last year. Yep. Um, you gotta feel good. Uh, you know yeah. what? Speaking of the wide receivers, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like you said, you mentioned going maybe possibly drafting one in the second round. We saw Kingsbury take and and, uh, and the the crew there take a lot of shots at receivers last year. So I, I kind of I'm intrigued on their plan with the receivers moving forward because it hasn't worked out too well this year, right? Yeah. Uh, finally, Duck Hodges <laughs> came back down to earth in the Steelers' loss to the Bills through four interceptions. Uh, part of it I blame was play calling. I don't know why the Steelers have five active running backs to run the ball 15 times, 15 times and ask yeah. their undrafted rookie to throw it as many times as they did in big yeah. big situations. Um, I. I I respect that offensive coordinators want to play a certain way, but sometimes you have to adjust to the circumstances around you. Sometimes. Just sometimes. When yeah. when you're rolling with your undrafted rookie quarterback without your number one wide receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster, without your number one tight end in Vance McDonald, yeah. um, and your number one receiver is basically another rookie, and yep. you've got this many active running backs, including James Conner. You might want to run the ball a little bit more. Especially when you're playing a team that's not going to blow you out. And obviously they didn't. Yeah, it was a close game. exactly. They had an opportunity to win this game, no doubt. Despite the four interceptions. Yeah, just, despite. Like, again, similar to David Blau, it's hard to shit on Duck Hodges for struggling like this when you put the mm-hmm. context he's an undrafted rookie. Yeah, no, I- Absolutely, because he, I think he's play, obviously played above that context. A hundred percent. And then this week, he looked like a late day three guy, but that's still, it's again, not shitting on the guy at all. Yes. All right. That's enough of uh, undrafted rookie quarterback talk. Um, let's talk rookie of the week. It was a pretty oh. explosive week for offensive rookies. Again, yeah, absolutely. Um, I landed on a guy who was a running back. From Philadelphia, Miles Sanders, Rob, for Offensive Rookie of the Week. Oh, my goodness, me too. Whoa. <laughs> the most impressive, I think, for me, obviously, was the Carson Wentz touchdown pass to him where he just threw it 
past two defenders and kind of snuck it in there. But what he did on the, through the air the whole game, six catches for 50 yards was really impressive, and then over 100 yards on the ground. Uh, lots of options this week for offensive guy, but I think he was the clear cut. Yeah, it was he was kind of the catalyst for the Eagles. Yeah, uh, comeback in this game. It was, so can't throw the ball. The, the The offense was basically just like Carson Wentz putting the passing game on his back and Miles mm-hmm. Sanders' explosive playmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple big chunk runs. Uh, obviously added some in the passing game as well. Yeah. He he kind of like he's just so smooth when he gets into space. When they yeah. give him a crease and he has a chance to explode through it, like he's picking up chunk yard, chunk run after chunk run. Um, this was kind of his coming out party. Him and Boston Scott make for a really interesting running back duo for the Phillies. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Like Boston Scott's been good. Yeah, especially last week. Yeah, so it's like the uh, that's like kind of their go-to backfield. Like if they're gonna win this division, and make the playoffs, they need to keep relying on those two because. Nothing. There's not a whole lot, and the tight ends obviously, because yeah, there's not a whole lot going on at wide receiver when Greg Ward's your like go-to guy catching the game-winning touchdown. What a play by Greg Ward, though. Miles Sanders deserves so much credit for keeping this Eagles team's playoff dreams alive. No, that's fair. That's a good. And and he's been inconsistent throughout the season, but it looks like I mean, like last week he struggled, but he was a little dinged up. But again, Boston Scott picked him up, baby. Yeah, it's inconsistent, but you're seeing what he could be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, for defensive rookie of the week, who'd you got? I, I went with Nick Bosa again. I know it was another week where he didn't blow it up on the stat box, and they lost. And he blamed himself for the loss. And he blamed himself for the loss. <laughs> Three tackles of the sack. Again, just consistently getting pressure on Matt Ryan. Um, I, there wasn't a guy that I think blew the doors off again this week. So I landed Nick Bosa. Who do you, who do you have? I'm with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Okay, I have him for primetime star. Yeah, I have him there too. I have him for multiple things. Okay, I could have, but I didn't want he, to. Uh, good choice. Bro. He was starting at safety in place of uh, banged up Von Bell against the Colts yeah. on Monday Night Football. And they were putting him, not, not that he had played poorly as the nickel uh, over the last couple of weeks, but playing him at safety, mm-hmm. you kind of saw a different side of what he could do. Um, and a lot around the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Dennis too. Allen used him at, like right at the line of scrimmage. He picked up two huge tackle for losses yeah. where he just exploded up. Um, and, and, I mean, the people who question his tackling look silly, but obviously <laughs> as a sophomore he didn't really tackle. But now he does. Um, and he just he looks like one of the biggest steals of the draft right now. Yeah, and also great acting job when he almost sold that INT. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that was great. Clearly not a catch, but he sold it pretty good. Yeah, he had a big pass breakup, and this is coming yeah. off the game against San Francisco where he struggled some covering George Kittle, which most most rookies would struggle covering George Kittle, the best exactly. tight end in football, especially trying to tackle him. Which again, and, most players would struggle doing so, so. And I think it just shows how much the Saints team and Dennis Allen uh, already trust Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That last week they had him playing so much. Man up on George Kittle, and then this week used him as a weapon against the run game. It's good. I, I'm glad they are. Me too. Um, who's your worst rookie this week? I'm going to the other side of the f- football field here. Kind of unfair, but I'm throwing Rocky Sin and Kari Willis in here because that whole Colts secondary just got absolutely abused against the Saints. Uh, what a, I think Yusin got flagged once. Yeah, um, I have him in a different section because of his struggles, but yeah, he, he took a flag. It was just... 
it was clinical what Drew Brees and Michael it, Thomas were doing to that secondary. Absolutely. I mean, it's like he couldn't miss at all. It's hard to blame two rookies like that. No, but yeah. I'm I'm not saying you are, but I know. They're just, I mean, it's the best receiver in football, Hall of Fame quarterback, and yeah. in most, Special night like, for them too. Kari Willis is a day three pick who is yeah. way out playing where he was drafted. Yep. Um, but obviously coverage isn't his strongest suit. And with Rocky Sin, he's a guy who we all knew what the upside was with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously he is limited in high-level football experience, and he's kind of just been immediately thrown into the fire all year for the Colts because of their lack of uh, outside corners, outside of pure desire. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't been a bad year at all. No. Seriously. It's inconsistent, but yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, in reality, none of the rookie corners have blown anyone away. No, but they also, like, not like the higher echelon ones haven't been super disappointing either. No, it's like, that's what I mean. It's just, it's it's a hard position to play consistently immediately in the NFL. Especially in today's NFL, absolutely. Like, I'm just off the top, like, DeAndre Baker struggled a ton. Trayvon Mullen struggled a ton. Uh, but they've even those two, who, yeah, they've struggled. They've had a couple moments here and there. Right? Uh, Rocky Sin has been up and down. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting's been up and down. Jamel Dean... Uh, is the star of the group. Byron Murphy's been up and down. Like it's up just, yeah. it's a hard position to immediately be thrown in and be a top two corner on an NFL team where there's so many good receivers in the NFL these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I put the two undrafted rookie quarterbacks here, uh, which just felt kind of cheap, but uh, it's okay. Uh, I I wanted to put other people who p- perform poorly in uh, different spots, so I just cheaped out, put them. Um, Obviously, both of them have done enough to potentially be the backups on their teams next year, though. Mm-hmm. To yeah. to the the best quarterback in both teams' history, arguably. They've done enough to be on a roster next year. Sure. Yeah, like Duck Hodges has been way better than Mason Rudolph, and David Blau has been as good as Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, pretty much. I, I think Duck's done enough that he'll be a long term backup in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think so too, and I, I think the team clearly rallies around him. Yeah, and Tomlin clearly has a love for him. Um, yeah. they just need him not to turn over the football because that's the way this team is built is to just win, uh, grinded out games with dominant defensive play, uh, a big play here or there from Deontay Johnson. Yeah, or uh, when Juju's healthy, or James Washington. Yeah. Um, but again, Randy Fickner called a terrible game for Doug Hodges, so it's hard to put a ton yeah. of blame on him. Fair enough. Uh, uh, prime time start both Chauncey again. Yeah. So since I I put him as my defensive rookie of the week, I put him here too, obviously. But I I brought someone else up. Um, I put Devin Bush here. Okay. All right. I thought it wasn't some. 12 tackle game, mm-hmm. but it was a really effective game against the run from Devin Bush. Uh, and I feel like a lot of the time with um, Devin Bush this year, it'd be like he'd have that 12 tackle game and people would be, be like, oh, defensive rookie of the year hype here, like yeah. whatever. And it'd be like he, he didn't play poorly. It just wasn't that like some dominant performance or anything. Yeah, it'd be a little more flash than substance for some games, especially when he was scoring all those touchdowns and stuff. Yeah, in this game, it was just he was run fits um, coming up Mm -hmm. hard against the run, came with two big TFLs. Uh, Clearly, his steadied this uh, linebacker core. Obviously, if you were to pick a hole on this, like 
I'm not trying to sound biased, but the Steelers have been the one of the three best defenses in the NFL this year, maybe the best over the last couple of weeks. And, and if you were to find a hole in the defense, it's the linebacker court for sure. And mm-hmm. he's a rookie, and he is by far the best of the group. They played Mark Barron far too much. Um, <coughs> but obviously, once Devin Bush kind of adjusts to covering tight ends in the NFL, I think there's a Pro Bowl potential here. I agree, because... Uh... I thought his coverage ability was really good in in, in college, and, I, and he, I, he has the athleticism, obviously. Exactly. He struggled early, though. Yeah, like, then he got picked that. on early for sure. I think he's gonna. I agree with you. I think it's gonna come around. Uh, okay, underwhelming performance. So this one's more of like a someone who underperformed the box score. Ooh, good twist here, right, Rob? Wait, what? I'm going with the. Uh, so it's someone who played well. I'll tell you, it's underwhelming. Okay, I'll tell you. I mean, I'm so. Bunting. Oh my god! What? Hear me out, okay? Obviously, he had the pick six. He had eight tackles. He tackled pretty well, uh, but I think the box score looks better than the performance. Not that I thought it was a he terrible played game. pretty well. Yeah, it was, I thought, like, it was, it was, not, I thought uh, it was maybe his best game of the season. I thought it like again. I didn't think he was a terrible game, but Danny Amendola did a lot of damage against him. I don't understand. Uh, uh, how are you underwhelmed by arguably his best game of the season for a corner who struggled? And this is I, the game you pick on for him? I'm not picking on him. It was a decent game. I just I, But then I'm how why, how how high on him are you going into this game that he underwhelmed you? I wasn't. It was just like he's, he had So a you just bastardized the, I think the that category here. Oh, I just want to talk about him, Rob. Well, yeah, he flashed. Put him there then. I have other guys. Don't worry. But, uh, no, Amendola did a lot of damage against Bunting. I just think, like, underwhelming performance is a guy you go into a game high on and he underwhelms. Like, for me, it's Brian Burns, who played seven snaps against the Seahawks. And his... his, I Burns later, so... He he has been falling off since week six of the NFL season. And part of it, obviously, was that wrist injury. Also part of Mm -hmm. it, I think, is the, the coaching staff being unwilling to play him more than seven snaps, but he he has not been the same player since, like I said, I think week six or so. Yeah, okay, no, let's, I, Brian Burns for, I, Brian Burns for start the Rook, which more, absolutely underwhelming performance. Like you said, only seven snaps. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, Fuel said it's like just the rotation, which doesn't really make sense. I, I get that they tried to make the Bruce Irvin revenge game happen, uh, but like you said, it's been a trend over several weeks, not just... The lack in performance, but the lack in snaps. Um, but in this game, where you couldn't generate a pass rush against one of the worst pass blocking offensive lines in the league, how do you not get him on the field more? And, and like and it's, I, you're, it's not like somebody who's a consistent starter is playing over him and giving you good football, and you're in a yeah, playoff it, it, push or anything. It's Bruce Irvin and Mario. Adams. They're starting Will Greer this week for a reason. Exactly. That's why I, I just don't understand the whole logic behind it. Because like. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I am glad they're starting Will Greer because you should go oh, yeah. figure out what's going on there. But obviously that you're fully admitting yourself. You're not in, it's like, well, you haven't been for weeks. You fired Ron Rivera. So I, I just don't understand why, in my mind, you have two options. If Brian Burns is hurt enough that he should, that you don't feel comfortable playing him more than seven don't snaps, why are you playing him at all? Yeah. Or the other side is, why aren't you playing him way more if he's healthy enough to be playing? I agree. I, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It um, feels really just 
like a poor move from the coaching staff. Yeah, and Fuel tried to play it off like, oh, some games he'll get more snaps and some games he'll get less. I'm like, that doesn't really make sense, but okay. Hey, Perry Fuel's the best interim coach um, I love Perry on Fuel the East Coast. Coach. It's true, yeah. Uh, okay, who's looking like a hit for you? Uh, I'm going with one Thornhill. May have had him before. That's awkward. Mm-hmm. I put him here too, and I wasn't sure if I've had him here before either. <laughs> okay, shoot, we'll pretend like we never had him here. Let's talk about Juan Thornhill. Good game in the snow, Rob. Had a pick. He picked off Drew, uh, Drew Locke. I almost called him Drew Brees. Uh, four tackles. It, ha, he's been consistently really good this year. Yeah, I think one of the underrating th- underrated things with him has been his physicality coming forward because ob- mm-hmm. obviously yeah. at Virginia, he played all over the secondary Super smooth, athletic uh, mover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then but they, they took him the back end of the second round. Instantly yeah. he's been a starter. Uh, and, and has been the, – the interception obviously is nice. I think he has three on the season now. But my favorite thing about what I've seen from him is his willingness to come up against the run or cover tight ends one-on-one and play physical yeah. football. And him and Tyron Matthew have been one of the best safety duos in the NFL this year. It's true. Uh, Thornhill's, has he been the best rookie DB off the top of my if head? If I were to put together, like, the top five for defensive rookie of the year, I'd have a hard time having him not in it. Like, yeah, it's probably Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, the the Devons, and one Thornhill. I I'm, agree. I might yeah. be missing... No, I think those are the five guys. Like, I think you could argue Jeffrey Simmons. It's just hard because he just hasn't played as much as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I think those are the five guys. Yeah, so – and I feel like the, the hype around Juan Thornhill's uh, season has been kind of lacking at times. Obviously, mm-hmm. pass rushers just get more hype and the Devins get more hype, but there's, – There's only one fan base that gives Juan Thornhill his due credit, Rob. And it's the Dallas Cowboys because they're still pissed that they didn't pick <laughs> Facts. They're, they also, I found out uh, when I tweeted out videos of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on Monday, they were pissed they didn't draft him too. I mean, Kelly's fans smarter than they appear, Rob. Who's looking like a miss? Who is making you look dumber than you appear? I, I may have done this one already too, because but he, he's had such a fucking terrific season and I was not high enough on him. Terry McLaurin again. Because what, what another amazing performance. I, I don't know why I was so low. I didn't like the tape that much. It's a fucking terrible, terrible, terrible miss by me. Uh, obviously, impressed with the Senior Bowl, and that usually wins me over big time. I don't know why. Yeah, P- don't know Penny why. Hart was your wide receiver one. He was. I was high on Penny Hart. Uh, I have my guy in the, a similar uh, vein in that I wasn't high enough on Miles Sanders. I, that's fair, yeah. I, I like... Sa- you know what, but he's been good at the things we expect him to be good at, but better than we expected. Does that make sense? He just, he looks like he's going to be a consistent playmaking back where I thought he was going to be like a Felix Jones back where yeah. it'd be like yeah. a big play here or there that would keep kind of the hype alive and the fumbles yeah. would really haunt him. Yeah, and that's true. this week was kind of the week I think it's going to be his coming out party. And uh, he's clearly the, the best option to be in the Philadelphia Eagles backfield. No, you, no. I, that, the way you put it like that, I think that's very fair. Because um, I, I was definitely, I was too low on him too. So, who needs to step up? Fumbles are scary. That's, I'll say that. Yeah, and like it was talked about, but not crazy. Yeah, his fumble rate know. was way worse than everybody's. It was like one of the worst in the in the in the nation last year. Uh, who needs to step it up? <clears throat> I'm going with Andy Isabella. Okay. Not that he's like. I mean, obviously, he hasn't done much. But it's just like he had one catch for four yards and a rush for minus one yards. 
There's two weeks left in the season. I just want to see a little more from him. And like you said, Demir Bird is out there making plays. Here it is. It comes back to Demir. Always comes back to Demir. And I mean, like Demir Bird had a hell of a game. And I mean, Andy Isabella, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show a little more, man. And it, I love you. Obviously, if the coaching staff felt comfortable having him on the field, yeah. he'd be out there more, and they don't. Exactly. So it's just he's got to show up. Uh, I, I, I think I've said it. No, I never had him for start the rock. I don't like so. I'm not blaming the coaching staff. I think it's it's on him. I uh, I put Christian Wilkins here. Fair enough. Yeah, he's he's been a little. He, quiet. he hasn't really had a game this year where you're like, yeah, there it is. There's the future of the Miami Dolphins defense. Yeah, it's just he he's in a rotation and he doesn't really shine. And against the Giants, like Dexter Lawrence is out playing him on the other side, and yeah, you know. I mean, I feel this. Uh, Quinton Williams didn't play this week, but he's a guy who could fall in this category most weeks as well. Yeah. And I, I think with him at least, part of it is I don't think he's being put in the best position for him to succeed. And I don't think Greg Williams is like Greg. Greg Williams isn't a bad defensive coordinator, but Greg Williams, like he's honestly, he's not a bad defensive coordinator. He's not, but he's he's stubborn. Yes, and he's not going to change to what fit his player's talent like he's gonna want that player to change to fit his scheme yeah i i, I understand and i fully agree uh not ready to play couldn't think of anyone rob so i'm gonna be a mean okay. asshole and go with zach gentry this week <laughs> he's played a lot of snaps for this what? Team. he looked... played fine he caught a pass i was so happy i know he's just like there's so many gentry. more people that make more sense than the steelers third string tight end who had to be the tight end too because of an injury i know i couldn't think of anyone rock you sin i had him already i know that's my pick though sorry i know it is i know um i mean you you could you could have said many people i feel like i've done a lot of guys and I just well it's hard to maybe, consistently find guys who are playing that shouldn't be playing I, that's what I, I know. I know it is. Uh, when worst comes to worst, just pick one of these undrafted rookie quarterbacks. Cool. Quarterbacks, I know, but I don't like. Danny I know it, it's not fair when like, but it's not fair when a guy's playing because of an injury. I know. I like David Blau. Like could have easily been a chance. <laughs> but yeah, we already talked about Rocky Sin. He's just yeah. really raw. Like, and corners a hard position to immediately succeed at uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Um. There. The Colts offseason is going to be very interesting. Obviously, Chris Ballard is one of the best GMs in the NFL. And this season has not gone the way they expected. And Jacoby Brissett looks more answer. like a just a solid backup quarterback than some starter that's going to get better and better. Um, and, and they're not really going to be in position to land, well, at least we don't think, to land one of the top quarterbacks. Um, there's a lot of linking them to Jordan Love. So just seeing how that, how the offseason plays out, they have a ton of money that they can spend in free agency too. But that's obviously the key is the quarterback position. Yes. Uh, I'd be shocked if they entered next year with Jacoby Brissett starting. Me too. Well, you know what I mean. Like like the clear starter. Yeah, me too. Uh, Best day three rookie? I think we have the same guy. I'm going with Tony Pollard for the Dallas Cowboys. Do we have the same guy? No, I mean I put Chauncey Gardner Johnson. <laughs> okay, but I put I put somebody else too. Okay, uh, you didn't have Pollard anywhere. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't sure we'd have him. Anyway, start the uh, run. Get Zeke out of town. 
<laughs> I know where that's why you don't. That's why you don't pay running backs because look, your day three rookie can run for running back slash wide receiver slash kicker can run for 131 yards. What the fuck happened with that Rams rush defense? <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Just getting gashed. And I mean, uh, not not to discredit Pollard because he had a hell of a game. Um, he looks so every time smooth he, and yeah. explosive. And it just made me kind of sad that, like, it's not like the Cowboys have been dominant this year whatsoever. They're in a fight to go 8-8 eight and eight and win the division, basically. Yeah. And it, it's just they've had inconsistencies on offense throughout the season, especially in the back half of the season. And the fact that yeah. Tony Pollard finally gets a bit of a chance and he can do this, it just makes you wish, like, why I know you're – your running back is Zeke Elliott, but he hadn't had a rushing a hundred yard rushing game for like five straight weeks at one point. Why weren't you trying to get the ball in Tony Pollard's hands more frequently? Especially when you know you can use him in the passing game too. Yes, that's that's in theory that is why you drafted him. Yeah, and I mean, like they had the one game where they kind of started throwing to him a bit. And he looked and like, okay, it, looked, it flashed a bit, looked good, and they yeah. didn't really go back to it. Yeah, and now he's having fucking. Over 12 yards, to t- uh, 10 yards a touch. Yeah, he looked awesome. Uh, I also put mm-hmm. Julian Love here. I thought he looked really good again against the Dolphins. Really feisty. Um, just mm-hmm. one of the most consistent tacklers on that defense. And uh, Bicky big plays coming up against the run. I'm glad he's uh, showing up for them. Me too. Uh, best undrafted rookie? Not a great week for UDFAs. I, I want Steven Sims. Me too. Me too. Me too. I thought he was the clear choice, though. I, yeah, I agree. He was a clear choice. That's why I mean, not the best week. Five catches, forty-five yards, and a touchdown. Impressive, man. Like that's that's good. Yeah, like, he he's had a couple flashes this season. One of the best yeah. undrafted rookies for sure. Um, just looks like a really uh, athletic wide receiver four to five type that can make a mm-hmm. play here or there. The Washington receiving core is like weird. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like. Yeah, I don't know. I think obviously, you, yeah. I was just gonna say, I think they're they have to kind of make a decision early in this upcoming. They should not use the third overall pick on a receiver. That's my take. I, I agree. I think they, a, they have some guys that can produce a bit. Yeah, like they have, yeah, some some stuff to, like to develop, and because of the depth, that like why not take like a, a if you want a speed threat, for example. Um, KJ Hamler late day two, or if you if you want a, a bigger guy, a Colin Johnson. Like, there's just a lot mm-hmm. of different options they could go with on day two. Yeah. Uh, and, and use that third overall pick on a franchise left tackle, for example. I agree, and I mean because you know you got something in Terry McLaurin, like something special. Ex- so. Exactly, and, and you've seen flashes <laughs> from not to say like Harman. Calvin Harmon, Trey yeah. Quinn, and Stephen Sims fill out your receiver core. But at worst, that's your three, four, five. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if Paul Richardson never gets healthy, like there's there's at least some guys there. Yeah, I, th- I just think they have bigger issues at no. more dramatically important spots right now. Where that I, with or, the depth of the, the position, get someone on day two. Yes, yes. Uh, rookie who flashed. I'm sure there's tons. <clears throat> we mentioned half mine already. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm gonna stay on brand, baby. Uh, Ugo Amadi. <laughs> yes, I was hoping. Special... I didn't put him for anything because I figured you would. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a special performance. Uh, played about a third of the snaps, but looked really, really solid. Like three tackles, nearly had an interception, and then a fumble six. I, I don't know what the fuck they call it, but 
Um, what a good defensive play by CMC punching the ball out. I was upset. That would have been awesome to just kind of get himself onto the defensive side of the ball with a, with a big touchdown. But anyways, uh, really, 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 really solid performance from him and really aggressive tackler. And I think he fits the Seahawks so well, and I don't know why he's he hasn't gotten the chance at nickel full time. But they just refuse to play nickel, so yes. whatever. Classic. Uh, my number one is A.J. Brown. They The Titans yeah. lost to the Texans, but he was still really awesome. Yep. He gave Bradley Roby fits, uh, making plays downfield, making um, plays over the middle, picking up clutch first downs. He looks like the complete receiver that uh, I didn't think he, he could be. He looks like Juju Smith-Schuster type. He can win on the outside. He can win on the inside. Um, despite how large he is, he's consistently uh, outrunning guys. And like, just he's much yeah. more nuanced than I think I realized as a, a yeah. uh, with his release game and route running. Uh, yeah. And him and Tannehill have a special connection. Like, he outshines Corey Davis every single week. It feels like Adrian Brown's done more in his career than Corey Davis has. Yeah, Corey Davis had a bad drop, too, in this game. Yeah. Um, um, I also put Terry McLaurin, who we talked about. I put Tony Pollard, who we talked about. Can I throw out just a low-key performance? Sure. Uh, Charles O'Manahue. We've mentioned a couple times. Yeah, he had a big sack that ended the game. He had the game-sealing sack, but made a few more plays. Um, one that stood out was, like, on the goal line, uh, Tanny kind of rolled out. He forced him to string the play out. There was nothing there. Almost got to him. Uh, ended up in a completion, but short of the goal. He's going to be a really good player for that team. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that's the point. He might not be like the most flashy guy, but I think he's just going to keep on contributing. He's really fun and versatile. Uh, just sticking with defensive linemen who we love. Jeffrey Simmons also mm-hmm. uh, in this game. Lots of Texans Titans talk here. Um, sure. Uh, just three tackles, but consistently uh, winning his battles in the trenches. Uh, also had a huge PBU in, like, right at the end zone that led to a J. Ron Brown interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he had played the whole season, he would be in that top five defensive rookie. Top five. Top. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Out of nowhere, Rook? I'm going with a guy who was promoted to the active roster one game before Sunday, uh, one day before Sunday, a.k.a. Saturdays, if you will. Old Slippery Rock running back himself, Damn West it. Hills. Stole mine. And it's bullshit because I, I was high on West Hills. You were, okay, go my James here. Starks comp is coming around now. <laughs> I mean, 10 carries for 21 yards. So, eh, Two touchdowns. Know. Touchdown vulture. Touchdown vulture. That's the point here. Yeah, Two no, touchdowns in the first game ever. That's, that's it, good. It's hilarious when you see a rookie who you kind of forgot about. Um, I know. Like an undrafted rookie. But, you I like, know. like I, I kind of liked him. And yeah. then, then he uh, he does a, a little something. It's fun. Um, okay, finally start the rook. Mine was Brian Burns. I hate you. Oh, right. Okay, I put three down. First, Scotty Miller, the Buccaneers <laughs> rookie. He makes – when he plays, he, he's so fast. And he yeah. has had two games now where he's had big touchdowns. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Evans is out for the season. Godwin, yeah. too. Just start Scotty Miller. Find out for sure what he is. He looks like – could he be uh, Bruce Arians' new John Brown? I'll, I'll throw that out without really thinking about it. Uh, and I also put Nikhil Harry. Okay. Their receiving core is not good, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he, when he does touch the ball, he, he can make something happen as a Yak yeah. player. He had, uh, I think, two carries in the game, too, against the Bengals. Yeah. It's just, 
maybe not necessarily start him, but scheme him the ball more frequently. I I fully agree with you, and like we we talked about struggles with separation and right, that running, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but if you get the ball in his hands, it, like we designed it to get the ball in his hands, and especially when you're not making it getting plays from anyone on that team, mm-hmm. uh, it just makes sense. Okay, I also have one more. It's a little selfish. Jonah Williams, he's practicing for the Bengals. Uh, it maybe doesn't make any sense to start him at all this no. season, obviously coming off the injury. But I just love Jonah Williams, and I want to see him play football. I you know what I uh, I can't I can't shit on you for that one. Rob. Thanks. I, I feel the same way. <clears throat> hey Rob, I don't know about you, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Not a smart thing. Regardless, whether you're, you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my book is your best bet this season. Hey, if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little, that makes sense. That makes sense. And win a lot, yeah, that makes sense. Try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. It's just math. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Between... Wow, the, almost the end of the NFL season. Can't believe it. Bowl season, uh, and NBA and NHL season. Like This is really when you start watching those. Uh, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action. If you really want to uh, support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in on the game with MyBookie.ag. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Whoa. All you got to do is use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit my visit visit mybuggy.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. My buggy. Okay, week sixteen picks and previews. Uh, spreads are all from my buggy. Rob, how'd you do last week? Seven and nine. I only ask when I do well. I went ten and six. Uh, I'm making the playoffs in the AFC. You're uh, you're winning the NFC, so that's not bad. Guess what, Rob? Saturday football. Yeah, one o'clock. Texans minus three at Tampa Bay. Who you got? I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The most exciting team in football is Jameis Winston. Uh, It's a fun game. It is a fun game. A fun, like, yeah, because it's Saturday. It's 1 p.m. If it was a Sunday, 1 p.m., you wouldn't really want to watch it. I think, yeah, you you wouldn't put a lot of focus in on it. Implications for Houston. Yes, and just the Buccaneers are fun to watch. It's a combination of Jameis Winston... They're thrown together playmakers on offense with Evans and Godwin out. Um, Scotty Miller. So many young defensive players. Bruce mm-hmm. Arians. I I, uh, I, I want to see Jameis Winston and Deshaun Watson in a shootout. I'm taking the Bucs yeah. to cover. I I respect that pick, but I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. It's just Houston's still <laughs> needing to win football games. I know last week was a huge win for them, but <clears throat> give me the, give me Houston. I, I think it's going to be a fun game. Buccaneers and I think it's gonna be are in close. the hunt. It's true. What? They're seven uh, and seven. Why are you laughing? It's true. Okay. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. It's not like they're they're six and ten. <laughs> yeah, they'd be the season be over. Uh <laughs> Saturday. It's a good good Saturday, Rob. Bills at Patriots at four thirty. Uh, New England's minus six and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take the the Patriots to win at home and cover. Um, How long did you think about this one, though? Sorry. How long did you think about that? For? Not very long. It's like the the Josh uh, Allen is not playing good football. He's not. The the Patriots defense plays good football. Stephon Gilmore is pretty much 
ceiling himself as defensive player of the year. I think it's between him and mm-hmm. TJ Watt at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think Belichick know, knows how uh, like they're gonna win a grinded out game. Agreed. Yeah, uh, and I say cover. And like, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I like I thought about it for a second, but it's just like I think the Bills are within seven points as talented as the Patriots, but going into New England and it just feels like Josh Allen's going to keep kind of imploding. Uh, I'm going to take the Patriots to cover. And the Saturday night game, Rams at Niners. Uh, speaking of imploding, uh, the Niners are minus six and a half over the Rams. Niners bounce back after a tough loss to the Falcons. Uh, yeah. Exciting ending, though. Um, look what yeah, the Rams' run defense, you already mentioned, did against the Cowboys. <laughs> now, consider this is a Shanahan run team that can put anyone in the backfield room for 100 yards. Give me the 49ers. Yeah, uh, fully agree with everything you just said. Let's move to Sunday. Jags at Falcons. Atlanta's minus 7.5. I'm going to take the Falcons. The Jaguars have had so much... We- like, I know they had that Gardner Minshew magic comeback against the Raiders, but the Jags clearly have some sort of toxic environment in the building right now. Uh, the Falcons aren't good, but they're like one of those teams who can beat a lot of decent teams despite not being good because mm-hmm. of Matt Ryan, because of Julio Jones. They're coming off the big 49ers when they have a little bit of momentum they cover. You know what? I was going to take the Jags thinking that they'd lose by seven. Uh, that feels like stupid thought, so I'm going to flip and take the Falcons live on air. Uh, next game. Good one, Rob. Uh, New Orleans is minus three in Tennessee. I thought about this one for a while. But I will take the New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints are the best team in football in terms of yeah. offense, defense, and special teams. Like, they're uh, a top five-ish unit in all three. Who's your Super Bowl pick right now? Uh, Saints-Ravens? Saints yeah, I, I think I agree with you. And I, I think I'd take the Saints in the game. I think, bef- I think they might be the best team. I think before the season I had Saints Patriots. I I know I had the or Saints. Or maybe Saints Chiefs. Team. Chiefs. We had the same one. Saints Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm also taking the Saints in this game, and I I think they're my Super Bowl pick right now. Uh, NFC East Classic. No, not the other one, but <laughs> Giants at Washington. Uh, Washington's minus two and a half. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins builds on the momentum, comes out against uh, – Sloppy Giants secondary, uh, I think has another solid, hope giving performance in Washington wins. Agreed. Uh, agreed with you, Rob. Steelers minus three at Jets. I have to take the Steelers because I'm a Steelers fan. It feels like a good good money though. I don't know. I, I feel like an Adam Gase led offense against this type of defense is going to have a lot of issues and turnovers. And <laughs> the Steelers win a like a a low scoring like thirteen six win. Mm-hmm. I feel. Like, I was going to say thirteen with, to with a defensive touchdown in there. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Bengals at Dolphins. Miami is in. It's, it's nothing. It's in Miami. It's a pick'em. Dolphins. Fifth, Dolphins. It's Patrick revenge game. And <laughs> yeah. and Brian Flores actually coaches to win. Yep. Uh, Mike Mike Brown probably told them to lose. Yep. And that's that. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Panthers at Colts. Indies minus seven. Will Greer's first start. Yeah. It's interesting. It gives us a reason to pay attention. But I'm going to take the Colts. Um, I don't think Will Greer's going to play all that well in his first game. Yeah. I also do think that 
the issue for the Colts offense right now, like, Frank Reich's getting nobody undrafted receivers open, and Jacoby Brissett's just not hitting them. Yeah. Uh, he needs this game. Colts, Colts, it, ugly, but but win and cover. I uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing for Will Greer to get his first start after that terrible performance by the secondary from the Colts last week. But uh, I, I think it's going to be a Colts bounce back. I think, yeah, not a pretty game. Colts win. Colts cover. Uh, Baltimore minus 10.5 in Cleveland. I'm taking the Ravens. I mean, that Browns team just... I took them last week against the Cardinals because the Cardinals obviously had been struggling. And yeah. Freddie Kitchens just... That guy needs to be fired. The Ravens just run people out of town anyway. So, here we go. Uh, Cleveland beat Baltimore this year, Rob. Don't forget, so I'm, uh, I'm taking the Browns to lose by ten. I don't, I don't know, just a weird like a, like just a game where the Ravens don't kick their like they kick their ass, but they don't beat them by a lot of points. You know what I mean? It's like a seven uh, seven to ten point win for the Ravens. My pick, and it's gonna be stupid. Keep talking. Let's go. <clears throat> Lions at Broncos. Denver's minus seven. Uh, this game is awful. Uh, Drew yeah. Lock bounce back. Yeah, David Blau going to struggle against uh, Justin Simmons and the gang. Broncos win like a twenty to six type of game. Big in the Broncos too. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. LA's minus seven. I don't know what happened to the Raiders from that like halfway point in the season where John Gruden tricked us into thinking they were at yeah. least a competitive team, and then that awful fall apart against the Jaguars, who might have the worst combination of coach and front office in football. Uh, that's not true. I mean, the Washingtons <laughs> exist, but they're up there. Uh, so give me the Chargers, despite Philip Rivers doing his best to get benched. Agreed. Josh Jacobs is out too, which is bad news for yes. the Raiders. That line's going to change on that because that just came out. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, Cardinals at Seahawks. Seattle's minus nine and a half. Okay, I think Seattle wins, but the Cardinals cover because oh. NFC West. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle likes to, to win most of their games, but not by, like, Lots. Yep. Uh, Kyler's going to give Seattle a little bit of a, a problem, I think, early. Seattle pulls away late. I, you know, I 100% agree with you, Rob. Wow. Seattle, Seattle might chunk this one, though. I have a bad feeling. But, no, I, I'm taking the cards to cover. Uh, Cowboys at Eagles for the division. Phillies minus two and a half. I just, I feel like in a big game, I have to pick against Jason Garrett. Give me the coach that has won a Super Bowl, even though, obviously, Doug Pearson and the Eagles have struggled. And they have a bunch of Greg Wards at wide receiver. But uh, I just feel like in a big moment, I would much rather have uh, Doug Peterson coaching. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense, <laughs> considering he's won a Super Bowl. Well, in, in my yeah. mind, the Cowboys are the more talented team. Agreed. And that's why I, I'm, I'm picking Dallas. Uh, I'm going to pick Dallas. Um, just not a lot of playmakers for the Eagles. Their defense isn't very good. They, the, the Cowboys' talent has to show up eventually, right? Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. I just, I, want, I just hate Jason Garrett so much and I want him to be fired. Fair enough. I, I feel the same way. But this feels like a game where he saves his ass, and, um, sadly. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Chiefs are minus six in Chicago. Yeah, I don't think I can confidently pick yeah. Matt Nagy to have a revenge game against Andy <laughs> Reid and the Chiefs. Uh, the, the Chiefs, I mean, you mentioned Mahomes looking good in the snow the way he did. Mm-hmm. So even if it's cold in Chicago, if it's bear weather, I uh, I trust Mahomes in bear weather more than Trubisky. 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, Mahomes could bear down better than Mitch can. That's a fact. Give me the Chiefs. And uh, Monday Night Football, Packers at Vikings, minis minus five. Yeah, this one was tough for me. But uh, the Packers feel like they win so ugly every week. And, like, they feel worse than what the record is. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. Uh, I think Minnesota being at home is huge. Um, Their defense kind of – like, the Packers struggled against the Bears to some extent. They should have lost, really. Yes. And uh, I think that the Vikings defense is just going to create a lot of issues. Vikings win this one. Twenty-four seventeen. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers to cover but lose. Yeah, I, I agree with your sentiments on Green Bay. They're not a they're not a real eleven and three team. Oh, one more thing. Like Kirk Cousins is playing pissed off because Rogers got the Pro Bowl vote over him, and he actually <laughs> he should like Kirk should be in the Pro Bowl over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a great year. Dalvin Cook probably out. I think so. That hurts the Vikings offense. Whoa, does it? Mike Boone next. Mike Boone looks so good. The, I know. the Sparks a... God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it. Get us out of here, Rob. Bye.